0: okay welcome once again to the legion of reason diversion i am your host the supreme Irreverend dr randy tyson and i have with us a guest today mariam sharifi uh, she is a pashtun Uh, humanist, socialist, rock climber, something I used to do a long time ago when I was younger, women's rights advocate, and refugee activist who has spent her life working to empower women, children, refugees, and ex-Muslims. Mariam is a refugee from the Taliban and is now living in the United States, and she is a strong advocate of the ban on full face covering as it devalues, degrades, and dehumanizes women and is a key national security issue. Uh, Mariam, uh, we'll we'll discuss with uh, Twyla and I, Uh, I'm not sure what's happening with Twyla because she's kind of, um, uh, oh, she's using the app, Uh, okay, do not use the app, Twyla, (laughs) yeah, that's why she's having problems, okay, so right now it's just uh, uh, you and me, Mariam, welcome to the the, uh, podcast,
1: Thank you.
0: Thank you yeah. for having me. Yeah, uh, I I saw your talk at Ignite Boulder, and I thought I I really wanted to have you on as a guest, and we could talk about uh, this issue. I, it's been it's come up a number of times in the podcast, and uh, it drives me nuts that oh there she is. That's there we go. Let's bring let's bring her into the to the. Uh, conversation
2: thank you uh, sorry was, oh there
0: you are okay yeah do don't use the app ever that that, well, that, that the windows it, it, app it's the sucks
2: default it's the default and that uh, i i can't figure out how to get the app off so that it stops well, interfering can.
0: just oh. just that when you start this start skype and it asks you yeah. if you want to try blah 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 say no just say no
2: i, I thought <laughs> i did Oh my God! Yeah, Windows the, 10 yeah. is yeah. driving me crazy.
0: The Skype app is completely incompatible with the the desktop version, and anyway, we're we're out of here. We're we're let's let's put that in the past and behind us, and we'll, <laughs> we'll move forward. <laughs> and uh, we're going to talk about uh, a bunch of things, uh, ma- mainly centering on the the hijab in in yeah. Western, uh, the regressive left, and it's. Uh, <laughs> Almost adoption of of the hijab, and uh, so tell us a little bit about the hijab, where the the history uh, of it, Mariam. Uh,
1: So um, the hijab, it existed like um, hundred, like thousands of years ago. It started with religion, and what it stands for is or what it um, what it is for is that it represents the modesty culture, a culture that women uh, must carry the honor of or this burden of um, a piety, um, uh, on on her shoulder, on this honor on on her shoulder that um, women are responsible and these are all the values that we rejected here in the the West and it's sad that it's now being promoted. So from my experience, I was born in Afghanistan in 1988, a year later that uh, after I was born that the Russian forces were withdrawn from Afghanistan and this was when uh, the rise of the Mujahideen and when the Islamic revolution in the country happened and when they um, um, took control over Afghanistan they made it mandatory for women um, to to cover and made a law that girls can only go to school if they wear hijabs Um, and the only jobs that women were allowed during the time was to either become a doctor or a teacher Um, and you become a doctor you open your own clinic and you only treat uh, females and you become a teacher you you teach only in in females um, schools so they killed almost female singers um Hmm. uh including bach zamina who was like a very brave Pashtun singer, she sang songs about freedom, women empowerment. They killed all TV journalists or any woman who did not wear headscarves. Uh, and this was the time for Afghan females who were in media, TV, and radio profession, they have to leave the country. So to me, what hijab really stands for is, and what it, it is that. It isolates women from from the society. It's basically that women must cover, or they have to stay at home and not be seen by by um, uh, by the men. So these Islamic governments, or these um, is- Islam, or Mujahideen, or ISIS, or Taliban, they all. Uh, wants to control women with this and they want to control them in every way from how they dress to how they talk and what career or profession they wanted to choose so to me it's something that um, limits women's access to education, work and healthcare and she's treated just like a slave staying at home doing nothing but raising children and serving a man.
2: That was not that long ago. 1988 Say that again please it was 1988 I'm shocked it wasn't that long ago I was I was thinking it was the 70s so I'm sorry for my ignorance on that
1: uh, so they the mujahideen they, they started yeah they um, that their movement started and in the early 90s, in the early 70s, um, in the mid-70s, sorry. But then they really came into power after um, the, uh, the, the Russians were defeated in Afghanistan. So it was 1989, and then um, that's when they really came into, into, into power. But they started, um, the, their movement started in, mid, uh, in late 70s.
2: And that's more of a church movement or political, or both?
1: So there, to me, it's like an Islamic movement that they uh, want to uh, implement strict Islamic laws. And what those laws are that, uh, of course, in, in these laws that they deny women's access um, to education, sufficient healthcare, employment, and strictly restricts their freedom of movement and association. So, what they want to do is to want to have a religious society following all Islamic rules, um, following um, the rules that are or um, what what basically Islam tells you to to that you must do as a, as a practicing. As a practicing Muslim, so it's that spiritual version of the Islam that you say the Shahada, you pray, and you take fast, and then you have that political version of the Islam, which is um, uh, which is the Jihad, and that's where these Mujahideen came from, and their motives are that Jihad um, to to die for Allah, and then. Um, the the martyrdom, which is to to uh, die in the name of the jihad to kill in the name of Allah and um, um, martyr them to to die in, in in the name of Allah so this all is uh, a religious um, movement and political both so there are just two versions of Islam and, yeah. and wanted to promote both
0: well we 've wow. seen seen in the 1970s uh, pictures of of women mm-hmm. at university. Uh, you know in, in modern dress uh what we would call modern dress in, in the west, and what changed
1: i think the i i see with um, uh, the rise of the mujahideen of course um Islam was the big part of it um, they wanted to just control women and make them stay at home um, they they um, mujahideen they did um uh, they allowed women to go to school but the only thing was that they must cover um so if you did not cover that was a problem you were allowed to have a job but you could only become a doctor uh, or or and a teacher. or a teacher um so um then the taliban came so when they came like they brought so many changes and, and they implemented structural laws like Um, women were um, uh, like they closed all female schools um, which is basically all in this idea of the hijab that women must cover and should not be seen by men, because they are a sexual distraction, is what makes them to do that and implement all those those, those rules. That they closed the girls' schools; they were requiring that only religious subjects should be taught in boys' schools. Um, so it's it's all um, the um, it's it's all in the in that. Um, how to say um, their like symbol the the hijab? It was that mm. the, the jihadists and is and uh, um, Taliban symbol, but it's in the of course the two are political uh, parties. But um, Islam also says that women must cover so she can be modest, um, pious, and chaste, Ugh. and
0: of yeah. course
2: controlled.
0: Yeah, controlled from from dawn to dusk. Um, well, actually, probably even at night too. So, yeah, there's so much going on in the West right now that I think uh, it mischaracterizes the hijab and as a well, first of all, as a choice. Uh, it, I th- it's if it's a re- religious requirement or seen to be a religious requirement by. Uh, certain interpretations of the quran uh, d- d- does that mean it, it c- is really a choice
1: it's not it's not a choice when you are you know god commands you to that you must wear it you know you have a choice to either be you know a good muslim and wear the headscarf and not be a good muslim and don't wear it you know so the women mostly and like the reason that the taliban or mujahideen um uh, killed all the women that were in media or were seen by men or they did not wear the headscarf was that um, sorry I'm a bit nervous I forgot
2: that's okay
0: <laughs> it's uh, you know this this idea that it is a, a choice and it, or even worse that it is just a piece of cloth uh, I think is very misguided it's much more than that to people in in a culture which is you know purity culture that which is what uh is going on and it it happens here as well does it not i mean there's there are communities which are largely islamic and it, it kind of insulates itself from from the, from the rest of uh uh western society and force culturally forces women to to cover their hair uh,
1: yes I, I, things in in the u.s uh, some people they wear it um um because um, of course they they are following Islam, and it's to be a good Muslimist, that you must wear it to please the God. And then the other thing is that even in the U.S., we have a lot of females that are forced into like wearing them, which is very sad. Uh, I work here with the um, Afghan refugees um, and Muslim refugees. And I see most of females coming to me and saying that they are forced into wearing them, that they have no other choice but to wear it. So we have these two types of women in the West who live, um, um, who wear them because they want to please Allah, and then the other, um, and then they wear them to be modest and, and pious. And then there is the other. Muslim women here in the U.S. or or in in the West that they are they're forced into into wear, wearing them. It's also not about the choice. It's like really about what it stands for. Like when I was. Uh, um, when the Taliban came into power, my family decided to move away to, um, from Afghanistan. Uh, we moved to Pakistan so I can get an education because those were not allowed to go to school there. And I was only seven years old and I started going to a school in Pakistan that was so much influenced by the by the Arab culture or or the Islamic culture. And for me, in order to go to that school, I had to cover. And when I questioned why I had to cover, like they said, it's a physical protection from men. And I must cover in order to be modest, pious, and chaste. So it's not about like a choice. It's really that the discussion should be about like the goals that are taught from a very young age that they must wear them to be to be modest, and if they don't, they
0: they are not modest. Yeah, that's the thing. I I remember a tweet that, uh, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Linda Sarsour, a person whose oh. name is going to come up several times, I'm sure, in this discussion, uh, saying that she wears the hijab exactly for that—that that she it's a sign of modesty and self-respect. But doesn't that imply that? She believes that women that don't cover their head uh, are immodest and are lacking in self-respect.
2: Yeah, which I find kind of offensive.
0: That's totally offensive. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've seen
1: that tweet as well, Linda Sarsour, like she defends hijab as modesty and self-respect as a sign. So what it actually means is that those women who don't cover themselves, don't respect themselves and um, that they are not modest. Uh, And it's not about this, like just this modesty and self-respect culture, but it's also about like women's how this modesty and then self-respect culture limits women's access to education work health care and um in, in, in the in the Muslim country like in countries like Iran in Saudi Arabia and in Afghanistan so it's when we say that it's a modesty and it's a when we say that hijab is a modesty and uh, a self-respect culture we're also with that promoting that values that comes with it which is um, that women must cover to be modest and then how that's Limits their access to go to school or to go to university. Like in Kabul, in my hometown, Kabul, girls cannot go to school because of, go to university because in the university, girls and boys study together. So that ideology that they have to be modest, pure, and and un- the woman must remain untouched make them uh, um, uh, make them not let their girls go to school.
0: Yeah, I, I'm sure you've seen the the. Various versions of the candy, unwrapped and wrapped. You know, one the unwrapped one is covered with flies, uh, equating Ugh. women with uh, uh, as being well candy, I guess. Um, it's, it's dirty a pretty, candy. Yeah, dirty candy, and you know, like that. that the, the covering is is I don't know what, like a wrapper or, uh, or something like that.
2: It's kind of a uh, false reason though because as how do I say your name again I'm sorry Miriam Miriam, as you've explained that's not the real reason even it's just a reason to then um, abuse women who don't do it because the actual reason is this, as you said before is that oppression, control and sublimation Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, so here, well, in,
2: it, here in the Western culture, basically it's a symbol of religious freedom. However, that religion is oppressive to women. So for the Western ladies to wear it as a show of whatever for women, they're just as much then supporting that oppression, control, and sublimation of women. In, in in, you know, yeah. basically in support of Islam. Now, we're also, in Canada especially, we're trying to keep the KKK from having excuses to hurt people, basically, they're, they're the white supremacists. So there's this horrible balance of trying to make sure people are safe and trying to show that you're allowed to have this religion religious freedom yet then it makes it difficult to stand up for the women because then you get accused of being um you know intolerant of the religion islamophobic yeah Yeah, it's a big thing right now yeah islamophobic
1: all those uh, terms are basically kind of like a shut up to people like me who wants um Uh, equalities for women in the muslim world who want the progressive values that we the liberals advocate here back in the country so this is like a useless term and it's basically used to shut us like shut up like it's like uh, to me that's what it actually means and what they are trying to do with this term is to kind of eliminate anyone from the society who is critical of the ideology uh, so we need to make it very clear that we have no problem with with Muslims and that Muslims are just human beings And um, but Islam is something if we really want to advocate like women's rights we really need to study it and before promoting it as something that is religion of peace without studying it just because it makes us Look progressive or or tolerant. Uh, it's very important to study it, really see how Islam view women, and then talk about it. But yeah, the, the, it's 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 very sad that we have here in the West the terms like Islamophobe. That in formal settings, like we have this thing that you don't discuss, talk, you don't talk religion or politics at all, and we have yeah. that. Here, but all those things kind of like try to suppress it with terms like Islamophobe, like in things like we can't informal settings, you can't talk religion um, in, in politics uh, uh, at all. So we have that freedom of uh, of uh, speech, but then why not use it? Why use terms like Islamophobe or why say informal settings and not uh, you talk politics or, or religion?
0: Yeah,
2: yeah not, because not in my house. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, not mine either, considering only girls live here. (laughs) So that would be another thing. I wouldn't be able to leave the house if Canada was like that. But um, so I, as a Canadian who has these freedoms, who wants to fight for women's rights, I have to be careful to frame my support as support for women to get rid of these oppressive symbols and then... Now I'm fighting other white women who don't see this as an oppressive symbol. But I'm just glad for your voice saying, yeah, it is. I come from these countries. That's what it is. So your voice to me is particularly valuable.
1: Yeah, it is uh, here in the West that uh, we have two things. I was listening to this Sam um, Harris and Russell uh as a podcast uh, yesterday and I saw like it's not just Russell, it's like more the majority of liberals and um, in, in most Americans in the West, they think like what's right now happening in the West, in Afghanistan, or in, in Iran or in Saudi Arabia, to women, that's part of the culture, and let's not talk about it. We can't comment on it at all. It's part of their culture. So it is that liberalism that you accept people with the way they are, but uh, that that people are kind of confused between Muslim as people and, and Islam and ideology so bigotry against Muslim there is this uh, Trump's Muslim ban in, in the, the Muslim ban thing that was last year all over the media social media and TV and everywhere so that uh, kind of make a lot of people think that oh that's something that don't represent us all Americans so instead of like show it's So for showing solidarity um, towards Muslims or to say that, you know, not all of us represent Trump, they would um, uh, promote Islam instead. And they don't really understand. I was giving a talk, actually, in Texas. Um, and after my talk, somebody came to me and were like, hey, I don't understand Islam and Muslims. Muslim. So I it, it to me it seems like a lot of people are confused between Islam and Muslim Like I see that well intentions that they're trying to show solidarity But they're kind of confused and they don't un- Understand the difference about Islam or they have never studied Islam, so they don't know um, And then how like and it's also that the media the US media and how it's like promoted since Nine mm-hmm. Eleven, um, mm-hmm. like when Nine Eleven happened, um, uh, George W. Bush went to um, Islamic Center in Saudi Arabia. Uh, sorry, in, in Washington DC, read his favorite verses of the Quran and said this has nothing to do with Islam. Islam is a religion <laughs> of peace. So uh... then. Um, Obama he was not even okay with the term Islamic extremism so all these people like me a lot of the people who studied Islam and a lot of the people who wants progressive values um, or women's uh, equality in in the Muslim world or in the countries like Afghanistan um, they, they were like so tired of all these hypocrisy and all these lies so they uh, That's why why Trump won because he, even a lot of um, The liberal um, ex-Muslims voted for him um, yeah. Because they they he gave him kind of false hope with saying ban Muslims that they he has the solution But this is but- not this- the solution is to say that all the like an attack would happen, a suicide attack would happen somewhere and the next day a liberal would go and say, that this has nothing to do with Islam. Islam is a religion of peace without even studying it. And we have to, if we want to end extremism, if we want to end terrorism, or if we want to end um, the oppression of women, it's very important to study Islam and say that uh, Islam, it's its not a religion of peace. There are verses, over 100 verses in the Quran, which says, kill the, the mushrikun everywhere, or uh, mushrikun is... Basically, anyone who equate to, to God or kill the infidel wherever you find them. So there are disturbing um, verses like like that um, that people don't know about. And then we have this majority of Muslims. So Muslims are from all, they're they from all around the world. They're from India, they're from Pakistan, they're from Afghanistan, they're from Iran. So in India, Pakistan, oh, Afghanistan, and Iran. They don't. They don't speak um, Arabic, you know. So they don't read the Quran. They can't read the Quran because it's it's mm. not in their language. We don't understand what what it says. So they say no we, because they are peaceful. That makes them think that the Islam is peaceful too. Um, so, a Muslim and Islam are two different things, and yeah. it's, it's very important to to say yeah. that the bigotry against Muslim and criticizing the ideology they are two different things.
0: Mm-hmm. And and
2: it's important to keep in mind that Trump is a liar and doesn't know what he's talking about either. So (laughs) he might say one thing because he knows he's been fed these things. It's what people want to hear. This is what you'll get votes. We all know he lied.
0: Well, well, I think uh, a lot of the, especially uh, President Obama, uh, was looking for people who agreed with the position that it, uh, Islam is is a peaceful religion, and this had nothing to do with with Islam. What would you tell? What would you have loved to have told the then pr- President uh, Barack Obama about? Yeah, that?
2: he tried. He tried to go with Daesh and stuff a few times, trying to differentiate, but failed.
1: Yeah. Um. So. uh It's. Yeah, as I said, it's like this general idea that people trying to show um, uh, solidarity with the Muslims living in America and they're confusing Islam the ideology, and then the Muslim as as people, so they try to show solidarity. So instead of showing solidarity with Islam, they they uh, they they promote Islam without without even reading it. So um, it's it's a bit concerning, um, and it's the, the people like us um, should should um, have like have these open you know, open conversations about this and yeah. to read. Really, say that Islam, we need to really study Islam, uh, um, really understand like what it stands for and then make a statement that if it represents um, uh, peace or or violence. Um, uh, So yeah, I've heard many times Obama saying that Islam is is a religion of peace. Um, And
2: you're like, uh, no. (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's even, even he was not okay with the term Islamic extremism. Um, wow. Like, he was like, there is no such thing. There is one Islam which is peaceful, it's beautiful, and that it represents peace. Um, so, um, in that they, they, they were also like Obama as, as the president of the, the United States in that our goal to end um, extremisms and war in the countries it's, in the countries like Afghanistan and to end, you know, Taliban or ISIS it's, it's very important to say that they they do represent Islam they don't represent Muslims, all Muslims but they do represent the, uh, Islam because Islam, there are over 100 verses that say it's okay to, um, to, to kill, the, kill the
2: infidels or anyone who doesn't believe in Islam. Unfortunately, this is going to be a common error with progressives. They're not going to understand that distinction. They're going to keep saying stupid things. So, unfortunately, I'll correct where possible. No, Muslims as a people can be peaceful. Islam itself, just like... Christianity, like Christianity, they tried to say, yeah, they if you read the Bible, it is not a religion of peace. If you read the words, I mean, to make that distinction in the Western society, I think people are now trying to change religion itself. So, are they going to try to then change Islam to be the non, uh, like, a more progressive religion here? But then, how do then do you disagree Distinguish between Islam, the now so-called like Christianity, and most Christians, I would say, are not going to buy into those actual sayings into the Bible.
0: Uh, I so wonder if that's part, part distinguish- of the, the whole issue. Is that most Christians here they're they're nonviolent. They 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 don't read their Bible. Ninety-seven they, percent yeah, people don't no, read their Bible, but. You know, the, they think, oh, well, Islam is just the same as Christianity, therefore, the, the people are the same. I wonder if that's part of it.
2: Yeah, that mix-up where they don't even acknowledge the history of their own religion, they won't acknowledge Islam as it is in many parts of the world, as it is now.
1: Yeah, so I I think not a single religion in the world is uh, peaceful, Or but I think Islam is the worst. Um, so, christianity judaism um they all had that time um, that people were so fed up of all those uh, like the uh, things that were in that uh, old testament who would uh, promote women's inequality um uh, so all those were kind of like um edited so like in the new version y- you won't find uh, like I didn't read the the new version, so I don't really think <laughs> but uh, I can't I can't really talk about it. But I've read the Old Testament and like some of the times when I had discussions with my liberal friends, they would send me some verses from the Old Testaments and and basically they're doing that to to kinda of shut me up and say that no, you're talking about Islam and how it treats women,
2: but hey, look look at the Bible. This is I don't know about the new uh. Bible. Well, uh, the, yeah. I've read I've Absolutely. read the Old Testament. It's very oppressive of women. Women are the cause of all the evil on the planet. They're they they're not just... Oh.
0: Well, the difference <laughs> is that nobody's implementing the Old Testament. Uh whereas yeah. in Islam they are implementing the, what's in the Quran. And the, the that, that's Quran. a big difference. That's a huge difference. So, you know, it, yeah. it it's what is written you know, if you take it seriously, as Sam Harris would say, if you take Hello? if you take your, oh, sorry, can you hear me? I can hear you. Oh, I can awesome. hear you, Randy.
2: Uh, did we lose? Did Mary? we lose? Hello, uh,
0: Mary? Mary, oh, are you there. Can, okay,
2: Hi, right,
0: can you. Yeah, we're oh. good. Okay, uh, yeah, I, that's. I think we should take this to, to something like World Hijab Day. I mean, that was on February first, and there were there was. Uh, I know that. The Mount Royal University here uh, had a, a thing where you know you could put on a hijab, and what would you tell these women uh, in, in response to this? I mean, it, to, to me, it's just an attempt at normalizing a tool of oppression.
2: Well, it's or that simple. freedom of religion too, like they, <laughs> but. Yeah, they're not separating that tool of oppression from the women who are forced to wear them and forced to say... ignore that part, yeah. Forced to say that, oh, yeah, I love wearing it. I'm going to be pious, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be uh, meek, and I'm going to cover myself up so that men (laughs) don't pay attention to me.
0: So, Marianne, what what would you uh, say to these these people?
2: So this um, World Hijab Day
1: movement or the organization... um, it was started by uh, two people, one Nazma Khan, uh, who is a Bangladeshi American who owns a headscarf company in New York. Oh. So, so, yeah, I
0: money. knew that.
2: Yeah.
1: That that I didn't know that. There's something conflict, wrong there. yeah. conflict yeah, of so, interest. Yeah money yeah. or business interests for putting the headscarves on our head. And then Ahlul Bayt is a religious TV channel. I think it's in UK and Canada that promote Shia Islam. So Shia mm. Islam is the kind uh, of Islam practice right. in Iran. And they actually argues that women must wear hijabs to avoid unwanted attention uh, from men. So I... Myself have a problem uh, with World Hijab Day, and it really disturbs me. It disturbs me because on that World Hijab Day, you are not only putting that headscarf on your head, but you're also... um, Promoting Shia. Yeah, accepting or the the ideology of political Islam that dictates women that, that you must cover to not inside passion among men. And what this ideology, as I said at the beginning, does is that it isolates women from from our society. Like women in Afghanistan, they are dying because they, their husbands will not allow them to be treated by a male doctor. Like I said, many women can't go to school, because, university, because in the university, girls and boys... Um, uh, study together so these are all the, this this world hijab day and putting on these headscarves for one day on your head this really disturbs me because these are all the values that because you're putting the headscarf and it's also accepting the ideology or what it really stands for with it too and these are all the values that we have rejected here in the west decades ago yeah
0: I yeah. hope it stays feel- that way
2: People are so easy to dupe here. They don't look into who is promoting this day and how and why. And then the messaging that comes out, it's always the marketing. People just are not immune to marketing. I mean, (laughs) come on. And
0: don't, don't, I can't believe that people don't know that women in, in, uh, Islamic countries such as Afghanistan or uh, Saudi Arabia have to cover their heads by law, and and yeah. doesn't that compute? I mean,
2: <laughs> no, people are ignorant of the world completely. And even then they're so dumb they go to those countries and don't cover up and then they whine when somebody rapes them and they end up in jail and they're surprised Come on study up where you're going you don't go you do cover up and if you get raped you get out <laughs> you don't complain about it while you're there
1: yeah so it, yeah it is, It is. is it is very sad um, that not a lot of people don't understand the ideology of, of this Hijab or philosophy behind hijab, and then they um, they promote it as as choice or, or freedom. Um, so, like, women in Afghanistan can be killed for not wearing the headscarf, and we know what happens in Saudi Arabia, we know what happens in Sudan, in Iran, there are protests going again, mm-hmm. going on recently against this um, mandatory headscarf in the country and there were 29 females jailed for those protests Uh, and the ISIS the the first thing that they do is when they capture a woman that they put a hijab on her so these women living in these Islamic countries hate hijab and they uh, they they protested, but it's it's so funny that these, uh, the here, the liberals, they put it on their scarf and, and celebrated. Because they're it.
2: duped. Because mm-hmm. they're duped by the marketing of the people who are promoting this day. Duh. Come on, people.
0: Smarten up. Is this a form of Dawa? What's going on with World of Job Day? Like, oh, yeah, uh, right. Go ahead.
1: It's, um, it's not a, um... Dawah, I won't won't say a Dawah, but but what they are trying to basically do is that they want to normalize hijab
2: and… And then normalize the oppression of women. The oppression of women, yes. Purity
0: culture, yeah, through a purity culture. Yeah,
2: well, a lot of Christians in the States are all about and some here too. I live in the Bible Belt. I know about purity culture
0: yeah have you ever seen the 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 photos of uh what was the the purity balls where the oh, father and daughter it, it's almost incestuous <laughs> it, well, it really and is the sick. funny
2: thing is is we we during the western days here have a father daughter dance and all the fathers come with their young daughters all dressed up to the nines and I kind of look at it and shake my head. It almost looks like a purity ball. <laughs>
0: yeah i wouldn't doubt it it's pretty pretty sad but um i was oh yeah i was going to go on to the the fashion industry i mean nike came out with uh Hello. the 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 ridiculous nike hijab and and there's also the the new barbie uh <laughs> I, I it's t- those are i mean you can't see her hijab uh, when when she the fencer that they modeled, you can't see anything like that when when that person's fencing. I mean, it, it you know it, it's kind of silly. There was a woman, a Muslim woman, who I think was much more uh, worthy of of modeling, and that was the 100 meter hurdles gold medalist. I can I can't remember her name offhand. Uh, she wasn't wearing any hijab.
2: Yeah,
0: I think that's much much more worthy
2: well it's uh, kind of oppressive trying to wear one of those when you're running are you going to win wearing one of those
0: well the, the, the iranian uh women's uh soccer team had that was wearing yeah soccer, uh, those ridiculous, though not a race yeah but well do you, you think soccer isn't a race uh they it's the, not the, the like Olympic a team, hun- they, they yeah, had but- to wear hijabs
2: you, as a team, I think you're not going to feel the wind, you know, when you're running well, uh, or that. swimming or you need some, you know, in order to win, you need every advantage and the hijab is not going to be an advantage on your head.
0: It wouldn't uh, help you or hinder you, I don't think. Uh, it it just, would
2: hinder your uh, streamline. I just think it looks ridiculous.
0: No, it's yeah. the race is over too quickly. <laughs> that's no, right it's right. serious. Uh, people have had... Uh, body suits in the Olympics—they don't do much. Uh, no, but try the head wearing covered. a hijab when it's it like was, they covered it. Covered the head as well.
2: I'd have to cover my whole head <laughs> so it doesn't catch any wind from the front.
0: You—it doesn't uh, have that much anyway. Um, <laughs> it, you know it, these things. Uh, why don't? Well, well, of course, there was also the, uh, the the chess championships that were going to be held in Tehran, oh, and gosh, they were that requiring mean- uh, that women wear the hijab. And one of the chess masters said, "Nope." And uh, yeah, it's so. This whole fashion industry now is driven by this need to placate. Um,
2: well, it's profit too. It's They're pla- gonna. Yeah, there, yeah, are, there it are two, is. One it's a
0: terrible the, profit. Go ahead.
2: Yeah, one is the, the profit in that money
1: piece of it. So they want Muslim um to, to um, choose go that. to those stores and then choose them and to shop there. And then the other thing is, um, I'm sorry, I forget what I say.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I have a pen in my hand. <laughs> No, I, I'm. they're pandering, so I think they're shameless. But the thing is, they. it's not a loss for them. If you're not going to denounce them for, you know, making symbols of oppression to sell, then they're going to make money off of it. Why wouldn't they?
1: Yeah, so there is that money uh, part of it, and then the, um, which is, uh, for them, it's it's very important. And then there is also this publicity piece of it. So now, if you are a hijabi um, in the in the U.S. If you wear hijabs and if you people and you start to work on women's rights or whatever, then you are the center of the U.S. media attention. You know, so there is that a lot of publicity behind that. And when these brands start to um, uh, promoting um, or start um, uh, modeling these women with with the head scarves or with the hijabs, or uh, they they advertise or create ads with women wearing hijabs and try to sell their brands. So it's only the the money, and it's also the marketing piece of it, trying to um, make themselves um, how does that known in that community. So. They can make money out of it, so that is that money piece of it. But what what they are actually doing with this is that they are perpetuating this ideology of this political Islam that women must cover to 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 be modest. I saw this Macy's um, ad, um, an article about Macy's saying uh, with the subject line. Macy's, um, Macy will be selling modesty clothing. So um, what do you mean like, like modesty clothing? So basically they are just not only selling these hijabs, but they are also selling these words modesty. And that really concerns me because we are the, we, we had a long fight here in the West, um, to um, to reject those values,
2: and now we are bringing them back. Yeah, mm-hmm. and well, then I'll be seen as some whore bag for not wearing it. Great.
0: Yeah, and I don't think the people here understand just what it is that they're inviting when when we normalize the hijab. You know, like and the, pander the, the family. You know, the, it's a very patriarchal system in in. Islamic cultures, and...
1: Yeah, and there is this other thing here in the West, too. Like, you see women from very privileged background here, Muslim women, they wear headscarves, and then they go in media and start talking about it, how empowering it is. Uh, And a lot of people in the West sees women like them. It kind of makes them think that, no, we are we were wrong about hijab. Look, this woman, she is uh, uh, an independent woman uh, wearing a hijab, and she is saying that that's what's you know she, that, that it's empowering to her. So when they see women like that, like them, then they they if they taught that hijab doesn't represent choice or freedom then that kind of changed their perspectives so I've had several discussions with friends here on on hijab and they would say but I have this friend in the university that she wears hijab and she says that she feels so beautiful in it she wears it because it's empowering so when people see women like them it makes them think but what they don't understand is that these women are celebrated and empowered in their communities when they talk about issues like that. If they come out as uh, w- without the headscarf and start talking about how oppressive they- this is then then they, they have like no support and then <laughs> um, so they, these women are uh, promoted when they start like when they they sell this this idea of the hijab as empowerment as a choice that the muslim woman living in the west when they talk about it so they are in their communities promoted or kind of praised when they talk about it and how empowering it is and then that kind of gives um the general public the the idea that oh look at that woman She's empowered, she's an independent woman, and she thinks hijab is empowering. So we were
2: wrong about it. Um, no. Hijab is empowering, it's, it's freedom.
0: Well, I've but heard- then
2: they're oppressing all the women in their culture that don't want to wear it. Why are they the voice? Yeah. Why, are, why aren't there some that are showing they have a choice and can come out and wear their hair and be empowered? Why is it only one side?
0: Well, there's also yeah. the the whole thing about Islam being the most feminist religion. Uh, <laughs> I mean...
2: Yeah, that's like...
0: <laughs> what do you that's say like saying that? Christian,
2: Christianity is, even though... I um, mean, if you look at what happens to Lot's daughters, if you look at what happened mm. to the women in the Bible, they...
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, it's so easy to market... Ideas and ignore the actual facts, and that's the way the world is today.
0: Well, then you get these other people like MTV's Decoded. I sent you that link, Miriam, the uh, uh f- yep. for that video. Uh, what did you think of Francesca Ramsey's uh, and her her uh, Muslim friends' uh, viewpoints on that?
1: yeah i saw that i think it's very common that um, the western media would invite a hipster muslim like fariha in that video who doesn't know anything about the hijab or what it stands for or anything um, about islam and then they these are the people who have never studied islam and then they came and start talking about it about like she it was so um I was, I was watching, and she was saying that she doesn't have to pray, but she she wears hijab, and I don't really understand. So she promoted it as like, a hijab is more important. Like in order to be a good Muslim, you must wear the hijab, and it's more important than pray. So prayer is like one of the Pillar of the islam and then hijab is uh, is not like the fifth pillar of the islam you must um but if a muslim woman pray she must wear the headscarf so these are these are the things and 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 i was uh i was so shocked when, when i saw that that how could they invite someone who doesn't like her name was faria khan and she seems to be an indian or a pakistani who has no idea what islam is what hijab is what it really stands for and then they bring them there and then they sell it so this is another example of like one of the muslim women that i was saying that she would go and then she would wear the headscarf and then she talk about it and because she talks about it and promote hijab as something empowering um she is praised in that community um so these are yeah the the women uh who um who talk about it and that kind of make a lot of people think uh, that we are wrong about the hijab it's not uh an oppressive tool it's it's empowerment tool.
0: so uh, yeah so you would agree with uh, in france with they, they, the that mtv video got it wrong that it's not the hijab that was banned in france it was the full face covering the uh uh, niqab uh yes that that yeah. is something that we should consider
1: yeah yeah so they they were promote. they were also saying that um i saw that that they promoted the the full fa- that the france are uh was just trying to ban the hijab but what even in Afghanistan, in Kabul University, when you go there, and if you are wearing a burqa or full face covering, you're allowed to go there, but then there will be extra security check by the police to go the, to the university. So that, you know, to us, like I was so surprised that how would, when I saw that, uh, how would someone promote a woman's invisibility? Um, hmm.
0: mm-hmm
1: hey i think this full face covering it's something that's highly undesirable it should it's something that should be discouraged and i'm strongly for banning it because this degrades devalues and dehumanizes women and it's also a key um, uh, um National security issue. So, even in Afghanistan, if you go to the Kabul University and you're wearing a a, a burqa, there will be an extra uh, security uh, check by the police. They would check your bag and make sure that you're not um, bringing anything um, or not doing a suicide attack or something. And even here in the US, when I see women wearing um, a full face covering um, hijab, then I, I, I kind of get scared and try to find a di- different direction and not be so uh, st- and not be in there uh, because that I, I, I do get scared. So that that's something that should be banned. And I was so amazed that they were upset about it. Like any women who is aware of her rights as a human being would not want to hide her identity and be invisible in a society uh, that that's something that should be banned that should be discouraged um and um i'm i'm fully i fully support the ban um and it and said that they would want to um People would want to be against it, and would want to be against um, the idea that women uh, have the right to show their faces, to express themselves with a smile and a gesture. Um, it's it's sad.
0: Yeah. Uh, Thank you. I, I think it's a, a misrepresenting what the niqab or, or the or the hijab even is about because one of the things that. Uh, Um, was said in the video was that it's about their identity, that it's just like wearing a Christian cross on a necklace. I I don't think that's true.
1: Yeah, it's they're so different thing. You put that Christian um, cross on your neck um, and then, uh, well, I don't support any religious symbol, but the headscarf is like about controlling women from their, like, every one piece of their hair how to say that in english like from their hair hair to toe so these are two two different things and not culture like it, it's not a culture it's it's a religious thing um, thank you. There's no such thing as islamic culture
2: it's just the religion thank you yeah. well and when you start going into those communities and you see women who are looked down on for showing hair that is oppression. These women aren't held up as examples. These women are going to be shamed. Yep,
1: yeah uh, So um, there is this talk that I gave um, um, at Ignite Boulder um, that Tyson was talking about earlier. Um, and then I was looking at it, at the comments, and then I saw this woman, the, the, this man commenting there saying go and, like, wear a bikini and please men or something. I don't remember what it was. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, so the, the women who, like, speak against it or the women who... um um, the women who don't wear headscarves, they are seen as, as immodest. So the, the, even that in that video, I don't remember what it exactly was. So they are trying to shame the women who yeah. you know try to you know go to beaches and want to feel the sun on on their skin, and by saying things like that to women who don't wear the headscarves uh, or um, or against the idea of this hijab and what it stands for.
2: Yeah, so they're going further and shaming them further.
1: Yep. So they don't find the courage, so the Muslim woman won't find the courage to to throw them off because then in their community they're seen as a modest and not good woman.
0: Yeah, I, I've yeah. got some so, of the video going on right now from your Ignite Boulder. Uh, you can't see it, but uh, people watching the YouTube feed can see it. Uh, you were speaking at at the Ignite Boulder um, event. And uh, that's, of course, how I learned about you and uh, wanted to have you on the program to talk about this. Uh, it's it's certainly m- much more powerful. I was gonna say impactful. My wife hates that word, so I can't use it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually agree with you. It's a terrible way of using it. But anyway, it, it's, it's, it, it's more powerful coming from someone with your background, and I think that the more like your of your voice or Azra Nomani, I, I, I'm sure you're aware of her. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, she she's also very uh, much against uh, the hijab, but she, but she she's still uh, a practicing Muslim. And so, the if you look up those two people in videos, uh, you'll get a good background on. It in uh, in what's wrong with this and i highly recommend them
2: yeah so as a woman i'm going to stand in solidarity with women's rights and against this february 1st are we going to see this every year will i have to complain every year um when are people going to clue in
0: yeah who knows and and it's just it's just the tip of the iceberg it it's the hijab is just well, it's more, a little bit more than a symbol, but it's, there's a lot of other things that, a you know, baggage that gets carried with that symbol. And uh, we've touched on some here where a woman has the burden of the family honor. Yep. And it, it's, yeah. I, I don't even, I hate the concept of honor to begin with. Not that, not this kind of honor. I mean, it's just. Especially
2: when bad. there's honor killings yeah yeah
0: women are are killed they're they're not equal because they're uh you know uh, well you know there's the famous uh uh for you know woman's word or is yeah woman's words worth half a man's I, I don't know how that yeah. equates to equality i don't know how you can get equality from that is it is there anything that could be done in the meantime in 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 sort of changing things in the islamic world
1: so in the islamic world um the main thing like is is the islam in um astronomy you were talking about While i don't support myself like the um kind of what do you, uh, how to say um like what uh, astronomy is trying to do. I don't know the English word for that, like trying to edit kind of Islam.
0: Oh, uh, re- um, reform.
1: Yep. Yeah. So I'm not like for reform at all because for me, like what it does is that it kind of like, it's, it's like you're trying to, um, fix a broken thing that doesn't work anymore. Um, but the the islam if for as long as those countries as the, the islamic countries call islam a holy religion and they um and they never try to touch on this these these issues um because it makes them or anything that challenges their faith that there will be no really equality like i see a lot of these um women's rights women empowerment organizations in afghanistan like they're that they are doing they're making an impact there are women going to school and there are going women playing in sports in kabul but there are still that a lot needs to be that in a lot needs to be in, There is a lot that needs to be done, and that's really deeply rooted in, in Islam and how it's it's being um, um, like taught from a very young age to people, um, like very young girls and boys. They go to Saudi-funded madrasas mm-hmm. in, in, in those countries, and they have to memorize the Quran that they don't have to and what i what i would suggest is that shut down all those saudi funded mosques that shut down all those um madrasas that teach only political islam and jihadism um and what i would suggest is to that we need to add and what we need to advocate is that any like it, that that, that the religion should not be part of part of the, the school curriculum especially for for the very young um uh, young kids and i, I see these uh, movies here like star wars and all that and these are like really good example of if like religion was taught like that i think the world would have been a more beautiful place um so instead of um, of course, this is like something uh, that I think would take decades or generations um, yeah. to, to implement. But right now, the most important thing to understand is that to not stand, if we want to stand with our, you know, Muslim sisters, instead of. Uh, s- if you want to stand like with a muslim sister we, that doesn't mean that we have to stand with the hijab with, with we shouldn't so all these things are like here in the west um if we are so the things that are oppressive on those countries and are creating women's equality in, in, in those countries if they are not promoted here and instead of standing with Muslim sisters um, if they instead of celebrating the hijab um, by standing with the I don't know how to say this, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous um, Well,
0: you have no reason to be nervous here <laughs>
1: Um i think it's my first time because i'm talking about all these um, very sensitive issues um, mm-hmm. that's why thank I you me. yeah but but the most important thing is that we need to understand that standing with with a muslim sister don't mean to stand with the hijab so instead of celebrating hijab or islam we need to work for um, muslim women's equality Around the world, we need to work to promote equal access to education to work and to health care there's a lot of inequalities in the in the Muslim mm, societies um, like women gets less inheritance than 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 a man uh, These are the things that we need to fight for, like women are half witness in court um, uh so these are the things that we really need to promote um and uh, the equal access to uh, to education equal inheritance and becoming an equal witness is something that we need to fight instead of celebrating islam or hijab or things like that
2: thank you i've written all that down <laughs>
0: So, is there any any uh, thing you'd you'd like to uh, promote before we before we sign off?
2: Do you have another talk or parents? So the game,
0: please? Oh, I'm just wondering if you have anything. Uh, do you that have another you would, talk? You know, have you have any? Got another any talk or
2: Parents. Um, I
1: I don't have anything. Um. Yeah, but um, I just want to add one thing: is that we were talking sure. about this um, this um, hijab, and I want to make it clear also that I, I support every woman's right um, to make their own choice, and if they they want to wear it, um, wear the hijab, um, or they want to dress um, like in, in, sorry,
0: more modestly, so,
1: modest. Yeah to to be to be modest so they have that choice um so I will like myself never tell a woman to to not wear a headscarf but uh, the most important thing is that we should not ignore um the fact that girls in the Muslim uh, families all around the world, not just in the Muslim countries, but all around the world are taught from a very young age that they have to cover in order to be modest, pious, um, and chaste. Uh, so um, it's it's very important that we support people's choice to have cover or to wear to dress however they want. Um, but it's also very important that we have discussions like we are having right now, and mm-hmm. to uh, really discuss what um, these things uh, stands for, so we can really um, uh, end this woman's oppression all around yeah. the world.
2: Yeah, exactly. Don't promote a symbol of oppression. Don't also say you'll never wear it, even if you do have a choice. But do not promote a symbol of oppression when you're not. You don't understand that it is basically as just one day of. <laughs> I mean, the, it's kind of hypocritical, almost. It's like, oh, look, I have a choice for one day, and I only wear it this day. But I don't have any consequences when I don't wear it, unlike some women.
0: yeah it's uh that's the thing right it, it, it just because somebody tries on a hijab doesn't mean that they know what it's like to wear it like in the in the sense of of most muslim women yeah uh, to know, be accepted
2: to have to wear it to, wear it to be shamed if you don't
0: yeah well oh Marianne, you know uh i think we're going to sign off now we're getting a Uh, past the one hour mark and uh, it's been nice having you on Uh, I've been you know I've been looking forward to this for a while yeah
1: thank you yeah thank
0: you so much I really appreciate it yeah someday if when you feel comfortable come back and and tell us your story because I know that's uh, that's got to be interesting so
1: yeah yeah i will yeah i was a bit nervous i think it was my first time talking on that islam topic i don't know what so i forgot what i was saying
2: ah, that's, okay. that's
1: okay i do that anyway <laughs> yeah, yeah so for me it's a stage yeah yes yeah, stay in touch and i, look I will yeah absolutely. Uh, and
0: absolutely talking to you again
1: soon.
0: yeah thank you very much yeah bye right, bye bye You've been listening to the Legion of Reason Diversion coming to you from Alberta, Canada. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to our bi-weekly podcast on iTunes and other podcatchers. Even better, subscribe to our YouTube live sessions where you can join in on the discussion. Thanks for giving us a listen.